Aloha, this is Dharani Akashic Activation Catalyst, Oracle, Soul Guide, and fellow Starseed host for Unleash Your Cosmic Power, a podcast exclusively for Starseeds on a mission. Get ready, my fellow Starseeds, to embark upon an extraordinary adventure of being in a body on Earth. Together, we'll dive deep into the mysteries of the universe to help you remember your cosmic origins, explore the vast realms of consciousness, and help awaken you to your multidimensionality and personal soul mission. We will be encouraging you to take that guided action from your higher self to fulfill your divine purpose and unlock your cosmic potential as you gain the courage to face everything that stands in the way of anchoring your divine expression and embodying your higher self to create a life that mirrors your authentic soul desire, inner fulfillment, and the abundance and prosperity that you've always dreamed of. Love and joy, just the way that you were meant to. So I've been trying to do this podcast and I've been excited to do it um, for a while now. I just got back from my trip. I went on a trip to Sedona, Arizona, and it was kind of a crazy trip, actually. There was like a lot of interference energies going there and coming back out. It was like something did not want me to go there and caused all kinds of crazy things to happen, like flat tires, delayed flights, missed flights going in and out of it so that was kind of a trip and then the the main reason I was going was because um I was gonna go do this conference with um a teacher that I really like so I did that I was I don't know what I thought about the conference exactly it was um it was maybe not exactly what I expected but the whole point of the trip I guess was that the main message that I got for myself is that everything is already inside of you. Like, I don't need to go travel somewhere else to go see someone else to teach me how to embody certain things. Like, everything is already inside of me. And the thing is that, like, most of the time, most of the time, people are not going to understand what you need exactly. And so the person who understands it most is you. And it's kind of like expecting someone else to heal you when they don't really have a, a good understanding of, of the ailment, that, the issue that's bothering you. And so when you go somewhere else for someone to heal you and do the work that you need to be doing on yourself, it's like it almost doesn't quite work. So my whole, my whole tr- message that I got from that trip is just... You know, I I did learn quite a lot of things that I'm still trying to integrate as far as like the mental aspect of what I learned from this workshop, the mental aspect being like, you know, not the things that were said, but the things that I got got out of it, which is, I, I mostly went to it because I wanted to understand leadership in a better way, how to incorporate more leadership into my own life and how to be a better leader. And what I got from it is basically, this is what comes to my mind. Okay, so don't hesitate. Just just go, go, go. And experience will teach you, basically. Because part of what happened to me during the workshop is that I, I feel like I, I got into this rut of hesitation where I was embodying more of my hesi- hesitant self. And so I didn't really make the connections that I wanted. And 
it's something that we can very easily get stuck in where it's like hard to break out of versus you just being like, I'm going to do it. And then you embody that. And I, at least that's how it works for me. Like when I say I'm, I'm going to do this and I am a professional, then I just go ahead and do it. And that's what I embody. But if you say I am this student and I am this person who does not know what they're doing, then that's what you embody. So it's kind of an interesting it's an interesting concept to see myself getting stuck in this hesitant place versus the times when I'm able to just decide that I am that person because I've been I've been in life situations where I've just been like thrown onto a stage, right? So like this is who you are and it's like, "Okay, there there I am." And that's that's the role that I'm playing and that's the person that I'm going to be for that moment and everyone else knows it right and I know it and it's like the ability for me to just channel all of the qualities that are needed in that moment they just happen naturally because there was no hesitation there was no resistance energy stopping me from embodying that which was needed which I think is also kind of a cool gift that I have because I have um I've been getting into astrology a lot lately and I have a rising in Gemini and I have a lot of like moon stuff in Gemini as well and I think part of the we have that chameleon like quality where I also have enough Capricorn in me to know that to know exactly who I am but at the same time if needed I just effortlessly channel the qualities that are required to be in a certain role or to play a certain character not for malicious purposes but like anything you know it's it's like you can you can use the knife to chop at fruit and make your beloved a salad or you can use the knife to kill people. So it's like where are you using your skills? And for me in this lifetime, I've chosen to use my skills in ways that benefit the world. And so something that I've found for myself and also for other people, I'm not saying it's just because I have this uh Gemini energy. It's that when I decide that I'm going to be something and I just have no hesitation against it fighting me and I just go for it like 100% like go Aries, you know, just like go deep into it, don't stop, think about consequences later. Good things happen for me that way. Like I just I just get it. I just I'm able to embody the energy. I'm able to be who I need to be and I'm able to do and reap the rewards of everything that comes with that. And I think that's part of what I learned at this workshop is that I didn't do that. And so for a big part of it, I got stuck in this fearful, constricted, self-contained um like inner jail almost. And so I didn't enjoy the workshop as much. I also feel like I'm very sensitive to energy and certain things were confirmed that I had already felt um in regards to the teachings that were going on and And so I I try to stay in my own Merkabic bubble, um in my own bubble of energy. So I try to like protect myself and at the same time be receptive to the um to anything else that would be beneficial for me to witness or to absorb. And yeah, so that was my trip and I I did some hiking. I I didn't do too much hiking. I didn't do enough hiking that I wanted to do. But I did get to Cathedral Rock. I made a video about that and that's on my Instagram. I should definitely expand more into YouTube. But that's on Instagram and and oh, so what I got from that trip when I went up to Cathedral Rock, my guides just told me to like go up there. You'll love it. It's basically what they said. So I ran up there early in the morning. Um my friend said that I was supposed to take a shuttle, but I didn't see anything for shuttle. So I just drove there, found a parking pass and just went up to Bell uh to Cathedral Rock. And um so I was up there and 
uh, first of all, like the sunrise was amazingly beautiful. And then while I was up there, I saw, I basically hiked all the way to the top and around the pillars and just like around as far as I could go up this one path. And what I found was amazing. So I like to meditate and talk to the energy of the place. So I closed my eyes. I sat, I was sitting on this like cliff ledge and I closed my eyes and I looked at the energy field and I saw these uh, like concentric like circles, these magnetic waves moving in opposite directions. And so I just asked, I said, what is this? What am I seeing? And um, I was seeing like a vortex, like a, like a field of energy. And so I, I asked more, you know, like I was curious. And so I kept asking like, well, what is this? Show me. And at first the spirit, we'll say the spirit of the mountain um, was reluctant to speak to me. It, it said something like, oh, you tiny little humans. Like it basically considered humans insignificant because we live such small lives, or at least that's how my ego interpreted it. And then I was like, no, I actually am a soul that lives multiple lives in multiple bodies. So I am just as continuous as you are, if not more so. And then the mountain was willing to speak to me because these are like millions of years old, right? And they have a spirit and they have guardian spirits and they're vortexes that open up doorways to beings whose lifetimes are so much larger than the lifetimes of humans here on earth. So it started to speak to me and what I noticed is that it was actually a six dimensional vortex and it was connected to the mother, um, the mother, the divine feminine create, I want to say creatress. I know a lot of people use the word creatrix, but that's a little too violent for me. So um, it's the, the divine feminine creation energy. And so I, I saw that it was like a temple in service to worshiping creation, the powers of creation. And so within this mountain, I saw a sleeping dragon and she was red and she she opened one of her eyes. She was kind of sleepy, but it's not that she was sleepy. She was just dreaming things into being. So she opened an eye and it was, it was like a vertical eye. And she showed me, she was like, she said that perception is one way that you can create from the external in as you respond to the external reality. And she said, but she, the way that she likes to dream and create into being is by going internal. So she closed her eye and she fully dove into the depth of what she was being. And she said, the way that that the priestesses, and I saw the priestesses gather, they were like these beautiful giant feminine beings like sisters and they were gathered in a circle um, around this vortex within the rock well the, the, the vortex is actually part of like the cliffside but the the entities were around the vortex so kind of by the rocks and these beautiful feminine beings they were acknowledging the suffering of the of the divine feminine on this planet of how much she has been persecuted by beings that want her creative power and so first of all they, they wanted to acknowledge that and they, they spoke of part of the healing and of being bringing that creation energy back to the to those who embody a feminine body within this 
um, context of human life or human experience is to bring back to acknowledge all that has been suppressed and restricted and perhaps injured or stolen or corrupted, diverted, used by those who have misused the feminine energy of divine creation. And to bring it back into healing, first of all, acknowledge it and alchemize it back into what it truly is, which is just divinity expressing itself divinity expressing itself through form here in this 3D world that we call Earth, or Gaia. And um, so they sat around in this circle acknowledging all the suffering of all of the women and they were modeling for me something that we could do as women ourselves. And then they closed their, they closed their consciousness or their eyes and they really sat into dreaming. So what they did is they decided how they felt. So it's a full acknowledgement of how one feels. So if you want to try this out with me right now, you basically close your eyes and you feel exactly everything that is going on within your body. Just feel deep into yourself and just feel your emotions and be okay with them. Just notice them like floating clouds or floating artwork just right there inside of you. And just acknowledge it, like, oh, there you are, there you exist. <laughs> and <clears throat> so once you do this, once they did this, they just acknowledged it and they said, how does it feel to move? How do I want to move? What does the creative energy in me feel like moving? What does it feel like doing? And so they showed me how Divine Mother creates and how she creates is she goes deeply within herself and she feels deeply into how and depth isn't even the proper term it's like full complete present now time devotion to what is being birthed through her awareness and so she fully devotes herself into how this new how she wants to move how the energy is making her want to move, how she desires for it to move. And so from her inner being with her soul, with the essence of what she is, the essence within her, she decides she wants to sway or dance. And she slowly begins this dance. And I'm talking about on a different dimensional level. She dances with her being. I see it as like, this orb, I, I see it as this egg, as this um, a light contained within a womb, and the light begins to move the way that she desires, the way that the creatress, the divine feminine, wishes for it to move, the way that she feels like having it move. And the movement begins to create a geometrical pattern that takes form, which is absolutely beautiful, like an inter intricate uh, flower, but it's so complex in its design and at the same time it's very simple and it's made of her essence of this like uh like golden white light that is just life force and that's how she creates souls that is how she pulses them how she can emit them into being into the space of what is and that is how a lot of these souls get birthed into the world so at this cathedral rock in this vortex, it was a 60 vortex where the divine feminine is creating this and it is getting birthed in through this uh, portal. And they showed me this is what 
divine feminine energy is. This is the nature of femininity, which is just to like, to sit in complete being and just feel with all of your sensations, feel everything. Feel everything within your human body, feel everything physically, emotionally, mentally, just feel and have almost like no concept of words or contrasting elements. You, you just, you fall so deeply into the beingness of that which you wish to create. And you can be inspired from within to create something that manifests externally. Or you can also be inspired, as most humans are, from what already exists and build upon that. So that's you looking out into the world as the dragon showed me when she opened her eye as the doorway of perception and allowing the external things that have already been created to inspire your inward inspirations and aspirations as to how you wish to now move within your being. And from there, fully devoted, you can decide how that fields in all of your bodies and then birth it into manifestation. So I sat there and I meditated with this beautiful divine, with these beautiful divine beings and I also did some clearings. I did some grid work. Um, I used an onk. It just like appeared. This like giant onk appeared and it like cleansed the energy of the field. It spun around and I also open up a vortex of energy to send through it all of the entities that had been lost on within that location and escorted them to the proper dimension, sealed that, and then cleansed the energy and established the Christ, Christ-like grid here so that it would support um, the energy of the divine cosmic Christ. So so the energy that that packs infinite amounts of light, the energy of God, the energy of pure God creation here on earth, because we need more places like that that, that exist here. Places of energy of, of we're basically re, um, re-establishing the divine structure of the earth grids as they were meant to be, as God intended for, for this realm to be if you're in connection to that. And and it needs to be done by people who are embodied on earth because we're the ones that are that have a karmic say in what goes on here. We're the ones that are creating. And so all our guides can really do is like guide us as to how to do it. And they can also assist, but it needs to be a choice that the humans that are living on this earth make. And so that's why I was uh, clearing the grids and I had a really beautiful meditation afterwards too. And the interesting thing about the Ankh is that um, it appeared like right at the horizon, like where the sun was rising. And so that was like quite a sight to behold for sure. Um, and then that was like the big hiking experience uh, highlight of my trip. And I also met up with some beautiful friends that I hadn't seen for years. And we had a really good connection. And um, I also made a couple of new friends. I met a, another really deep soul connection from like past lives. And that was quite beautiful that I'm sure will develop and continue as time goes on. Um, and so when I got back from my trip, I still had to deal with all of like, you know, like that whole, I mean, I almost got stuck in, in Sedona and in Phoenix as well. There's some strange vortex energy going on. And I finally made it back to my beautiful Hawaii. And even before I actually went 
on my trip, I was going to tell you that uh, just different downloads that were coming to me, like one of them being like the universe is going to let you know what people are allowed to be in your life or, or should be allowed to be in your life and what people are not. And one way that you can really quickly notice what this is, is it's it's all about energy, right? So you are completely whole, beautiful, and you lack nothing. Let's get that straight. But here on earth, you have made choices that have gone out of alignment with who you truly are at soul level, which impairs your, your ability to harness the light of God and the life force that is rightfully yours at all times. And so you might have cracks in your energy body, tears and rips. And, and so what gets damaged is the, the energy bodies that you, that you have. Um, the energy bodies that contain the life force of God that that help you to have an individualized experience as a being here on earth. And so so even so you might have tears in, in the field based off of those negative choices that you've made in different lifetimes. And so those tears and cracks and leaks can be repaired, but if you haven't fully repaired them or if you're in the process of doing it, um, you won't be able to harness specific energies very well or you'll have a very leaky field and so here's one way where you can immediately tell which people are meant to be in your life notice you ready notice how and what happens after you immediately interact with certain people so this is very clear for me because i take note of everything but it might not be as clear for you it depends on how attuned you are to these effects or maybe you hadn't even thought about doing this before but take note okay so you interact with someone what happens immediately in your life and so there's certain people like like one time i was um texting so i was having this crazy bad day and i like i was late for my other uh work that i do and i had to take my son to school and he was late or he like lost his shoes he's always losing his shoes somewhere in the jungle and had to get him new ones but i was having a crazy day i had left i think my my phone no i had left my laptop at something that i needed it was either like that laptop or the ipad that i needed for work and I was driving back and I was accidentally texting the wrong person and they texted me back and he, he was just like so supportive like he carries the, the energy that I have been leaking in um, that pertains to my own personal wound that I have that I'm trying to heal and so I know that this friend of mine carries that energy and so he, he just texted me very sympathetically like I hope you have a great day because um, I had been texting the wrong person and he was like oh it's actually the wrong one and I was like oh I'm so sorry and um just that simple interaction with him like texting me some positive energy of nourishment exactly where i needed it because he holds that energy because he doesn't have that tear in his field fed my own so that i actually ended up having a really amazing day and i made a nice sale and um yeah it was just awesome so that tells me that that person is one of the people that is meant to be in my life because they help me to see they provide the energy where that I'm lacking in my own field based off of the things that I'm still trying to heal within myself and you might have the same thing for other people I have several friends like this whereas where like um, you know in this case a simple text was enough a simple text from him and allowing myself to just like absorb that energy as needed just not in an empiric way but just like thank you for that nourishment and I have other friends who do that as well and 
nothing crazy is required. It's just like a simple meditation with them or a simple interaction, a simple conversation, sometimes even just a hug. And I know that the way that our energies match up, they instantly help me to manifest things. It's like they, it's like my energetic intention and alignment is completely ready to go, except for there's certain things that I'm healing that I I have leaky energy and that I struggle with holding that energy. And so, so when I interact with people who have the energy that I am missing, um, they provide that extra energy boost for me to actually be able to allow that manifestation to take off. So I'm thinking uh, it's kind of like a rocket, right? So everything's ready to go in the rocket. Maybe you just need that tiny little bit of fuel and you have like a, a leaky fuel tank or whatever. So interacting with these people in your life um, sort of like seals up that leaky spot and then it allows the rocket ship to like fully combust upwards and take you or, or allow that manifestation to fully manifest into your world. So take note of those people um, and what effects that they have in your life. And especially if you're a very sensitive starseed soul, these people will come around you. And there, there's also people who just like take your energy. And I'm not talking like in this case, I'm not taking their energy. This is like a, it's like an overflow of interaction. The energy that I feed them is also very nourishing. And it also reminds them of who they truly are at soul level. And it's like a, a deeply symbiotic relationship. And that's always what you're aiming for, symbiosis, right? Harmonious co-creation, harmonious interactions. And so you'll notice with people who are not meant to be in your life, when they come around you and interact with you, um, you will like... Like I had a friend uh, who decided to interact with a certain person and this person had uh, this energetic attachment that was like a very demonic thing that cuts you off of things, like cuts opportunities off or like cuts stuff off and I just knew this immediately. And I was like, uh, you might want to be careful. <laughs> and um, sure enough, like he had a bunch of crazy stuff happen in his life, like, uh, like you know, like he couldn't work at the place he used to work at anymore. Like just, just losing a bunch of things because of this interaction. Um, because that's the energy that she brought into his life, into his field. And, um, I'm not blaming this person only. I'm saying that like, take note of the, and the types of experiences people cause you to have or to co-create with them. Um, and I noticed after having this, another interaction with her myself, and it was kind of like by accident, that I ended up interacting with her, um, I had loss occur in my life as well. And it's because like her energy, the way that her energy is structured and the stuff that's going on in her field, that is what it causes. And ironically, when I was, um, when I was leaving uh, Phoenix, these people texted me and I was like, yes, thank you universe, this is exactly what I need. I need some co-creation energy and some like cut me off and get me out of here kind of energy, you know, like cut it up. And that's exactly what happened. Like once they started texting me, I was like, yes. And then my plane took off, like there was no more delays. It was, it was perfect. Actually, there was a little bit more of a delay where like they offered, I guess they had booked too many flights and they were offering like $500 uh, for you to take a different flight. And I was like, no, I just need to get out of here. So because it was time for me to go, I need to get back home to my baby, you know? And um, so it can have its uses, you know, like energy is just neutral. It's like, what do you need in your life right now? Who has that energy? Who's going to provide that for you? And of course, in symbiosis and harmonious creation, it's not about just taking. It's about how can you co-create with those people? How can these energies be 
balanced and in harmony with you and your field. So take note, when you interact with certain people, what sort of energy um, interactions do you have? What ideas, what inspirations, do they inspire you? Do they make you wanna move? Do they, do they cause you to lose money? Do they cause you to lose opportunities? Or do they bring you more of what you want? Do they bring you more energy, more joy, more love, more happiness? Another thing that could be happening is that sometimes um, when we have been aligned to things that are not actually good for our soul and we start to decide that what we want now is to realign back to who we truly are, who God made us to be, it's like you've created an entire life based off of someone that you are not. And so if you, if you think of like a tree, so you are at the center of the tree in this tree trunk and you decided to veer off of the tree trunk and grow a branch in a direction that wasn't in your best interest and you grew this branch and on this branch you decided to grow more branches and more leaves and maybe like put a few houses on it and different kinds of fruits and you decided to decorate it. So you made a whole life that is misaligned to who you truly are. Sometimes when you interact with people who bring you back towards alignment, parts of that life are going to start to fall away and it's not them directly interacting with you necessarily it's you agreeing to be uh, to to be brought back into alignment with who you truly are you that's why it's like super painful sometimes when you have been in misalignment to come back to yourself because demonic energies which basically have ran the world and large portions of reality here where we exist now, they can bring you to heights of like crazy power, of riches, of wealth. But the second that you decide to cross them off and that you decide to turn your back on them, bam, like you will get smashed down or, or like bad things might start to happen because the devil is no longer supporting you. So what are you going to do, right? It drops you and it's like that branch and everything that you built on that will start to fall away as you choose more of who you truly are. And so here's another time, another opportunity for the devil to come back and bring you some new levels of self-betrayal with a nice juicy offering for you. And another opportunity for you where you can choose to decide that you feel more abandoned by God as your life falls apart and you've got no one there to really support you and you're like, where are you, God? Like, I'm choosing to realign back to who I truly am. Aren't you supposed to be supporting me? And so take note of that as well. Like, sometimes you'll interact with people once you've chosen yourself and your authentic soul blueprint and God and parts of your life will start, start to fall away because those weren't the parts of your life that were authentic to who you truly are that would bring you the most happiness. And when you truly think about it and you ask yourself, was I happy with that life that I built upon this false self? The answer is most likely no, because it did not reflect who you truly are at soul level. Therefore, it could never truly nourish you at the deepest levels and states of your being. And so it was going to inevitably fall away unless you continue to feed it more and more of your soul's light till the point of complete self-destruction and annihilation, which basically has happened for certain soul groups, um, which is kind of a sad thing to say, but but certain soul groups have decided to join collectives of negative entities, of negative beings that basically take over everything and consume your soul's light and give you a lot of power while they're using your soul, your own divine soul 
but eventually end up consuming you completely. And it's a really sad thing because even though it, it might have been a choice made out of desperation, a choice made at a time when you felt like you had nothing or like you had no, no other option but to go with the devil or to go with what evil was offering you because of your circumstance, we have to understand that we chose to get ourselves in that situation. And we also have to understand that no matter where you are, there is always going to be the tiniest spark of God light that will never go out because everything was made and created by God. There is nothing that God is not. Even though there's reversal currents, reversals energy, even though, even though there's the complete opposite of what you think God is, it was all created by one source. And so if you can remember that, and maybe that can be the, the path that lights the way back towards you coming into alignment with the true purpose of your soul, with your true divine mission. And so I do remember, this is one thing that um, the teacher said at the conference that I was at in Sedona. She said, the further you run away from yourself into the pit of darkness is the the journey the and the, the length and the effort that it's going to take for you to come back to the light which I agree can be true and this is exactly what I'm saying it's like the the more that you built upon the false self and the false life that is not aligned to you the harder it's going to be to run back towards the light because you've built a life that is based off of things that you actually aren't aligned to you can run in the direction of darkness because it seems easy or you can choose to realign to who you truly are and have that forever even though it takes work that is never going to die you can have god forever the thing is if you run in the direction of darkness if you run in the direction that the devil is pointing you to that evil is pointing you to if you take those opportunities that are based off of the false self off of um off of the the exploiting of other beings off of the consumption of other people's light that life is finite that is finite life that is a life in hell that is a life where you will have to continue to consume other beings in order to survive that is life on earth in a very normal 3d world that is the life where people are eating each other that is a life where people commit heinous atrocious acts every day and you don't want that what you really want is God what you really want is to choose the light that is eternal the light of God that is self-sustaining that feeds you forever the light that builds upon each other the light that does not consume but expands into more of itself so basically you guys the whole theme of my trip was this idea of being consumed by the sun or being consumed by a black hole. And since I've gotten really into astrology lately and I've been researching things about um, how to find the markers for, for people's galactic origins within their birth chart and I've been researching, um, you know, relationships to the galactic center, to the galactic supercenter, and I made some really good connections online with people that maybe we'll collaborate. I'm excited to talk to you about them later on. Um, but the main theme of being consumed by darkness or allowing your light to be consumed by something else, it reminds me of stars because I've always had this feeling that 
were very similar to stars. When a star comes to the end of its life and it basically dies, it runs out of its, its power source, its light, it implodes. And after it implodes, it explodes. And then it's very likely that it can become a black hole. And I was wondering if that is the energetic reversal current that we are that we can experience individually when we go against our own divinity that 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 idea of like using up all of your all of your energy until it implodes in upon itself like a, like the death of a star and then it explodes in complete reversal you know, black holes are very powerful in the universe. There's a black hole at the center of our universe. There's black holes at the center of our galaxy. There's even like the theory that there's black holes in each and every one of our cells and our atoms. And that's how we continue to live and everything's powered. So there's a lot of theories about black holes. Um, but I just thought that that was an interesting thing to connect the star soul chakra and the black hole that I had seen above this person's head and and it goes very much hand in hand with with black holes absorbing suns and I've it's so strange because when I went to Sedona I basically oh, I don't think I posted this picture but I saw the goddess a goddess an angel birthing a sun and I did a lot of grid work over there having to do with the sun and um you know i i definitely resonate with light and with illuminating that which is unknown and not so much that there's that black and white light and dark but but just that in the unifying of what you believe is dark and bringing wisdom compassion knowledge and knowing how to alchemize the dark aspects of ourselves we bring in the wisdom and the light to properly integrate that which was previously unowned or unknown and bring it back to wholeness so that even if the darkness lies in the past of not knowing or in the past of, of a previous choice based on ignorance and denial of self, then it can be brought into the present moment of healing, of acknowledging it for what it was and what it served. And a lot of times that's all that darkness wants, that's all that every, anybody wants, just acknowledgement of its existence, of my experience is valid, of I am a, a valid being. And that extends to demons. I like to send demons through portals back to where they came. And some people like to befriend their demons and integrate them in some other way. As a harmonizer of God's energy, I believe that those demonic beings are happiest in their own realm, in their own worlds, in their own dimensions, as angelic beings are happiest in angelic realms. And it's funny because when I was when I was at this workshop, I was feeling very tense. And I was reminded of that feeling of hell is the place where angels have to hide for fear of being consumed. And hell is is all around us sometimes. How many of you have felt had that feeling of having to hide your light so that others won't consume it or of being recognized and then abused? 
being recognized for what you can offer someone, being recognized for your beauty, especially if you're a woman, being recognized for your ability to handle something, being recognized for your knowledge, and then someone taking that essence of of that which you are, the essence of your being, and misusing it for their own selfish purposes. How many of you have had that happen? I think it's been a lot. And heaven is the place where demons have to hide, right? Demons have to pretend to be angelic and hide their demonic nature of not feeling connected and wanting to consume other things. And so that's why I believe that it's best to send things back to where they belong. If you see a demon, you open up a portal and call upon God to send it back to its, its properly deserved just realm and that's where it will be happy. And if it doesn't want to go, or it, it could be a demon, it could be an entity, it could be a, a lost or found soul, you send it back and you tell it, you're done here, your job is finished. Go in peace, right? And it's like a doorway, it's a portal, it's a door, it's it's done, and you seal it up and you say, do not open this, you know? It's not your guardian angel being to stay here and not open up this portal anymore. And you can do stuff like that. and. In the same way, it's not that I'm not integrating evil, it's that I'm sending it back to where it's where it belongs. It's like it's like cleaning up the environment. But at the same time, we have an internal environment. So there's differences in how you deal with the external type evil that you might encounter in the world versus how you deal with the internal aspects of yourself that you know are self-harming because what what is the basis of evil evil will say is a disconnecting force that disconnects parts of your parts from yourself so if you have an inner urge to hurt yourself that is obviously evil it, it's you not understanding that your survival depends upon yourself if you have self-sabotaging behaviors that is obviously stemming from some sort of unrecognized evil where you are not realizing that you actually being successful serves the whole and so these um these aspects of self that can be existing within your internal psyche within your internal environment um they can be fed with the energy of your thought forms and so the more that you think about something the more that that thought form becomes alive and people have thought forms floating all around in their auric field that can interact with another person's auric field and their thought forms and so a lot of times you might have people that's why sometimes you immediately like people you meet and sometimes you immediately do not like people you meet and you feel off around their field because their thought forms are energized and they're around their body and anyone on the astral realm who can clearly see especially disembodied beings like angels or or deceased people who are still lingering they can see all of that and demonic beings they can see that so a lot of times they will latch on to something that you have and try to create further wounding so they'll try to um make the wound bigger so that they can try to hook into you and take your energy and possess you and try to get in or they'll try to like, like i've literally had entities and stuff like get to me try to get to me in my sleep and they'll they'll mention something that i had been looking at or researching and make fun of it and i'm just like like i know where it's coming from you know because everything is seen in the astral realms like there are no secrets and that's another thing that humans really have to come to terms with it's that it's that we're not meant to have these walls up around each other we're meant to be able to fully express like like on earth you know 
you walk past a homeless poor man on the street and, and he's hungry and we are conditioned to ignore his pain and keep walking and there might be different reasons why he's hungry or poor or on the ground or sleeping especially in, in cold places it's really heartbreaking like in Colorado where I used to live like in cold places people sleeping on the street is pretty sad and people have people die of uh, they get frozen to death they, they get you know it, it's very sad but we're taught to ignore all of these things like go to a big city go to Portland you'll see homeless people everywhere and we're taught to ignore other people's pain and that has been conditioned into us here on earth and so there's like there's like that whole like I'm not responsible for you and in truth yeah a lot of us have been burned when we try to take responsibility for other even homeless people that we've taken in or homeless people that we've helped or or you know just giving opportunities to people who are not ready to receive that opportunity and so I understand that and obviously like you know who among us here is is a trillionaire how, how much money does it really take to help someone change their entire life I mean it varies from person to person but but in that way we're taught to ignore other people's suffering but in the astral realms everything is seen and you're not you're not able to ignore another suffering you see it you feel it immediately and because we're all connected we ask and we try to resolve it and we try to heal but also luckily on the astral realms there's a lot of energy so it's not like you have things like money to worry about like oh I'm gonna use up all my money giving it all to all the homeless people you know it's not like that it's like there is that abundance of energy so that we can harmonize on those astral realms and astral levels that's why angels can be with so many people at once spirit guides can be with lots of people at once because they're not confined by time and space they're not they're not confined by energy that's why Jesus can be with people everywhere at once that's why God is with everyone all the time they don't have the same limitations and so can we bring a little bit of that back to earth like when you awaken your psychic senses you're gonna you're gonna realize so much about the people around you you're gonna be you're you're basically able to see them as they are and it takes a high level of integrity which is why you can't just reach for these gifts out of pure greed like go to a big city go to Portland you'll see homeless people everywhere and we're taught to ignore other people's pain and that has been conditioned into us here on earth and so there's like there's like that whole like I'm not responsible for you and in truth yeah a lot of us have been burned when we try to take responsibility for other even homeless people that we've taken in or homeless people that we've helped or or you know just giving opportunities to people who are not ready to receive that opportunity and so I understand that and obviously like you know who among us here is is a trillionaire how, how much money does it really take to help someone change their entire life I mean it varies from person to person but but in that way we're taught to ignore other people's suffering but in the astral realms everything is seen and you're not you're not able to ignore another suffering you see it you feel it immediately and because we're all connected we ask 
and we try to resolve it and we try to heal but also luckily on the astral realms there's a lot of energy so it's not like you have things like money to worry about like oh i'm gonna use up all my money giving it all to all the homeless people you know it's not like that it's like there is that abundance of energy so that we can harmonize on those astral realms and astral levels. That's why angels can be with so many people at once. Spirit guides can be with lots of people at once because they're not confined by time and space. They're not, they're not confined by energy. That's why Jesus can be with people everywhere at once. That's why God is with everyone all the time. They don't have the same limitations. And so, can we bring a little bit of that back to earth? Like when you awaken your psychic senses, you're going to you're going to realize so much about the people around you. You're going to be you're you're basically able to see them as they are. And it takes a high level of integrity, which is why you can't just reach for these gifts out of pure greed, even though some people can and have and have been successful at it. It's more like you need specific virtues to be able to access certain things so that you do not misuse your power. And that's why it's very critical for people to know that they are aligning to God's source. And why God's source? God's source is like the anchor, right? It's like, it's like the one that knows. It's that one aspect, that one being that knows where everyone's good is, where everyone's highest good is, everyone's highest timeline. And so when you consciously decide to align to that, which knows everyone's highest good, everyone's highest timeline, and is cheering and loving everyone right where they are, that's when you know that you're on the right path. And and it, it doesn't have to be like a, you don't, you don't have to know God's plan exactly, but just to have that conscious choice to align to that source is enough. So this morning I was having this sort of conversation with God, you know, I had to do a lot of integration before being able to post this because so much has happened, especially having to do with my trip. As I said, a lot of it has to do with that idea, the concept of others feeding on your light of, um, you know, deciding like what parts of you are actually still sitting in hell, hiding. And so I wrote this post some days I want to light the world on fire, blaze it and torch it, stop apologizing for my light, let it shine so bright that it burns the whole thing down, just flex and run full speed, full force, just to find out what you're capable of, how far can you go, push the limits of human understanding, stop apologizing for your light, but maybe I live in a wood house, says the small voice, doesn't it always feel like you live in a wood house? So that's part of the post that I wrote this morning and it's basically speaking to what parts of you are still in hell hiding and need to be let out, need to be integrated and need to be looked at. What people are around you when you feel like you are capable of fully expressing yourself and what people are around you when you feel you can't. Take note of that because those are people that you either need to have in your life or that you need to let go of because the whole point of you being on earth a big part of it is for you to expand your conscious awareness, your experience in the direction of your soul, right? In the direction of your conscious alignment with who you truly are at soul level. And we're all afraid that we're living in a wood house and that if we actually 
we're ourselves, that we stop walking on eggshells, then someone else is going to come get us. We're going to get punished. We're going to, we have to hide. And this happens a lot in like mother-son relationships where the son has to conform to whatever the mother's love is, to whatever the box is, right? That fits into what is acceptable. Or in mother-daughter relationships where the girl, the, the mom, the daughter has to hide who she is for fear that her mother would dislike her or not you know be mad at her or be jealous or hate her that happens a lot so in a sense like us lighting our light is like burning up the wood house of confinement of all of the things that keep us small it's putting a light to the fears it's shining a flashlight in that dark corner of the hallway of of the path of the room of the door and looking it straight in the eye bringing awareness to what that is why were you so afraid of it and we're all doing that and i relate this to to that girl i loved so i continue to write about about it there was this girl i loved she was like a dying star too many people fed off her light and you know what happens to dying stars they implode then explode and turn into black holes yeah i'd say that's some kind of dark reversal magic but i miss the star of her inner child's light and what i meant by that is i do i i made a connection with her in the astral realms and she might not remember i just feel like we are so connected and aware of each other in the astrals that when I heard of her and when I saw her, like I instantly, my inner child recognized her and I just wanted to like love her, you know? But it, it's, it just seemed like, um, like she had fed her light to something that might not be very good for her and aligned to it in such a way to where it's almost like impossible for her to extract herself from it unless she willed it and it would take so much I know that it would it's like it's like once you become one with that black hole it's it can be so I can't even imagine what it'd be like to return back to being a light it's almost like you have to become you have to form universes now in a completely new dimension and create light that way right thinking about stars again and I'm not saying that she did this. This is my perspective, you know, my perspective, my energy read on, on what was happening without having a full deep conversation and dive with her. But that's what it felt like. And will you allow your light to be consumed by others? Will you allow yourself to be recognized even if you are facing that fear of being consumed? Will you allow yourself to shine? Why do you only shine upon some people and withhold others from the light that you have within yourself? So all of those questions, ask yourself. Because the whole point of this podcast even is to help you to expand out of the box and burn it to ashes, right? It's, it's the thing that is holding you back. Let's burn it. Let's, let's just alchemize everything so that you can expand the totality that you were meant to expand to, to the, to the wholeness of your being so that you can have full, soulful self-expression in alignment with your soul. And that's the thing when you become more aware is that we meet a lot of people in perhaps in out-of-body situations so i continue to write about it i said i met many people out of body as we wandered in the astrals and that's the sad part about being so aware you remember all the loves of many other lives and when you meet they usually don't remember awkward and it's not that i'm being unfaithful but i have a lot of loves and i remember 
It's like saying not now, yes now, maybe, depending on the timeline. It's like, hey dad, hey past love, I love you sister, thank you sweet mother in Africa, thank you Syrian soul for your pray prayers that revived me. And I will meet all of these souls in the flesh and they just don't even remember or, or they have a vague inkling. And to have all of these, to have a resurgence of these emotions and to have them not remember, it's almost a little bit sad, right? It's almost like loving somebody with Alzheimer's or like, it's like, oh, you don't remember. Okay, cool. What's up? I love you, you know? And so you have to, you have to have the, the strength and fortitude to say, okay, not this lifetime. I know that we shared great love and I can feel it. But if this is not the lifetime for us to express that, then there's a different appropriate way for us to do so. And I fully align to what is highest and what is best for us within this lifetime. So even if I've met great loves of other lifetimes, I, I would not interfere if I knew that it would be wrong or that it would be to their detriment. Because ultimately, God's plan includes everyone's highest good. So your highest good and their highest good is in a real soul time alignment, even if it doesn't seem like it is in the real world. And so that's why you have to understand that when you awaken these gifts, you have to be willing to choose that God alignment. So I also wanted to talk about the feelings of abandonment by God that many people experience. So this world is full of tragedies, okay? A lot of people make bad choices. Those bad choices have karmic consequences. Those karmic consequences either cut you off from the source of who you are, meaning they can cut you off from love, from resources, from finances, from family, from... They cut you off from experiencing the totality of your soul on earth. That is a negative consequence of a choice that we have made. And we all have made such choices. So so it can be natural for you to see all the evil in the world and get mad at God the way that I was mad at God this morning for hurting, allowing the people that I love to be hurt, such as that woman that I felt really close to. And the thing is that I was as I was exploring this deeper, it's kind of like my guides were talking me through it, right? So, so it's like we're here we are trying to be good children to an external source and we don't know any better. We're just trying to be good, right? That's how some people look at it. And you could say, I'm angry at God for allowing these things to happen to my family or in the world, these atrocious things. But for a moment, let's remember that we are each a sovereign creator. So in us being a sovereign creator, in us analyzing our choices and the karmic consequences, whether they be good or bad, positive or negative, in relation to your soul, not in relation to an external definition that has been made by a church or by some other text, positive or negative in relationship to how it allows you to either express the authenticity of your soul in 3D or how it limits your expression where you are right now. And so the most expanded version of yourself, that's the one that you want to align to. That is the God in you. That's the one that knows it all. That's the one at the end of the spiral road of all the 12-stranded zodiac DNA star points. 
the one who's done it all and seen it all, the one that's come to a conclusion about what the best answer is for everything. That's the one that you're shooting for. That's the target. And everything that is out of alignment to that target is self-sabotage because that's you stepping out of alignment, stepping out of line with the path that the wisest, most expanded version of you has chosen for you. You're not aligning to an external God source outside of you that is like a foreigner that made up some laws about the way people should treat each other or about marriage or relationships or whatever. What you're really aligning to is the God, the living God within your soul. Your soul is woven out of this, out of the fabric of its being, okay? Your soul is one with that. You, you are not at the full awareness capacity to be the source, but you are at one with source. So I hope that you can understand that distinction. And I'm not talking, I, I don't mean to like talk at you, but I, I want you to understand that a lot of times when we're angry at God, we think we're aligning, we're, we're being angry at some external thing that, that made it okay for someone to get hurt. When in reality, what we're angry at is the laws within this realm that are about karmic choices that have negative consequences. And so you have to come to realize that, you know, you are actually aligning to that person's divinity. And you cannot be angry at God because that's being angry with yourself. That's being angry with their God, their free will choice to do those things and to experience those things. And they are just as free as you are at a soul level. And God did not abandon you. God is wherever you go. You abandon the path of your highest timeline at some points. And you might continue to do this every day until you realign and realize who you are at soul level. But when you abandon yourself, Okay, that's when the ego kicks in, right? Because the ego is the one that is impatient. The ego is like, where are my riches? Where is my love? Where is my soulmate? Where, where are all the things that I want, God? Right? The ego wants it now because the ego is finite, finite and it, it is very aware of its ability to die. And it does not want to die. And so it wants to experience everything it can right now. But the soul, the soul that is aligned with timelessness, the soul that has multiple experiences in multiple bodies, multiple timelines, multiple dimensions, multiple versions of itself existing at once, that soul is patient. And so, so how does this relate to zodiac signs, right? Because I was really getting into that. And I did mention um, 12 standard zodiac sign DNA start points. And what I mean is, um, so the other day I was having... I, I've been researching a lot of astrological things for myself to try to find starseed markers and to see if there's tangible things that I can look at to see if people are part of certain galactic teams um, of certain galactic stars, messengers. Um, I wanted to know all of that. I've also been looking at relationships in this industry. And so I had um, some... I had Galactic GT, they called themselves. They, they, they contacted me and, and they were telling me stuff about, about someone's soul. And they really wanted this person to know. And so what I've come to the conclusion of, and this might be a different podcast, is that there's like opposing 
political like I, I hate to be political about stuff but there is opposing forces about what is to be done with this planet and the inhabitants or the consciousness that is here and so there's a certain team that wants more involvement and wants to fully reclaim this planet back to to where it was and to salvage the consciousness that's what it is it's about salvaging the richness of consciousness that was able to exist on earth and there's another one that's like just fuck it let's move on right it, it's just like <laughs> it, it wants less involvement and so a lot of times those those two teams are at odds and so one of them came to me and they were they were showing me these things and so what they showed me is um it's difficult to describe but there is it was basically someone's guide personal guide um kind of centaur looking guy and then there was like a, a bluish wispy um being that materialized and dematerialized so these are different star beings there's a syrian a small syrian and this woman in a white robe she has a bald head it's a big head she's beautiful in an ancient timeless youthful way and so she seems to be in charge of the people who are sent here or um, of this particular galactic team and so they were having a discussion and so and there was also like i guess my guys or my higher self um that often translates maybe I, i'm not sure I, I was just aware of being spoken to as i was witnessing this by and i was being spoken to by different beings and so the one that was mostly speaking to me was showing me I didn't exactly see it i think it was a male being and so he was showing me he showed me like a star map and it almost looked like an ancient compass like it had these wheels that they weren't made out of metal they were made out of something and almost holographic but it had these star points and almost like it was like a it was a model of of something that they were trying to show me and uh there was like a vertex point and i've been analyzing star maps okay so this made perfect sense to me in the dream there's a vertex point going through the middle and the vertex point is the one it is where a galactic team can put people into your life they can um that's that's where they communicate and put ideas information they can like feed things in to you through there uh the vertex point is so important um and I, I'm not, you know, like I'm learning about astrology, but this is how it was explained to me. So I saw this vertex point and it was a very physical thing. And I saw the, um, I, I suppose it was a model of my star map. Because it was either mine or, or someone else's, but I'm pretty sure it was mine. So the being was feeding energy into the vertex point and um he basically you know what i'm gonna pull up with because i i was kind of half asleep and so i was taking notes on my phone and i'm not gonna tell you everything that they said because i think it's a little it's a little too much um for most people not that you wouldn't be able to handle it but it's like it's uh it's a little bit um it's a little bit crazy right so but basically they wanted they want they were telling me how a lot of us that have been sent here like our limitations our karmic limitations are up and so they're like we're gonna be undergoing things that are gonna have to 
they're basically up leveling us they're helping us to up level because our, our karmic limitations are up they want everyone to be as awake as possible and so they're speeding it up and so this is the galactic team that i believe is in our milky way galaxy and i, I believe this is who they were and so they want the involvement i i think that they want us uh, they're the one that send a lot of souls here or facilitate the portals opening and they want us to be awake and they want me to wake up the other star seeds they you know that's what they want whatever has been holding you back whatever so this relates to the to the box analogy okay whatever has been holding you back those limits are getting taken off there's like a, a mercurial transfer in the alchemizing of of my gifts towards usable exchangeable goods within the human world because the thing is like your soul is rich rich as fuck and so the only reason why you're not experiencing that on earth is one negative choice points of karma also number two some souls are designed in such a way that are they're not supported by the current systems of exchange that exist upon this planet and so it's like you have to create almost an entirely new system so that your gift can be honored and and i you know sometimes i feel like i'm one of those souls where like only certain things are honored on this planet and so it's like how much of those gifts do you have that can actually be monetized within the current system because a lot of us have gifts that cannot be really well translated into the current modes of um, monetizing them right so so what they were telling me is that we're all basically existing within our own version of the matrix and so we have this vertex of creation um, and we can have the feeling of traveling as we send out consciousness through the structures of the matrix right so so you you can't actually touch each other like i'm not touching you nobody can touch each other in here they said like everyone's having their own experience of what is going on and you can have that sensation of touching each other of interacting as we send out consciousness through the structures of the matrix but you're not actually touching each other and they said we're each in our own version and this i mean they said that they said some other stuff like this isn't even really like the real earth like this is a simulation like the real gaia might have been swallowed up by the sun a long time ago and we're the remnants of that consciousness and so our waking process literally is the ascension process which is bringing our consciousness to travel through the temple of our bodies activating the dormant codes and chakra system in a new body and so codes are the frequencies that are mastered they're basically virtues that become embodied so all of the virtues that you can master are really a code so when you have mastered divine love when you have mastered pure universal compassion that is a virtue and so we have different ascended masters that have also mastered these specific things and, and they've come to symbolize that like being such as jesus right like christ consciousness i mean he's got this whole consciousness thing named after him right so there's christ consciousness if you master christ consciousness then like oh my gosh you're like right in alignment right so you can exist on a new realm with all of the other ones who have also awoken and mastered all of these virtues and codes within themselves 
So the Ascension Wake Up process brings your consciousness to a new body in a new realm of experience and existence. And that's what we're all doing here. Okay, so you can either think that we're on a starship trying where they're trying to save us and we're in a simulation and we're waking up. Or you can think that like time has been frozen and the, the sun is about to swallow the earth and so the ETs are trying to save us in min with as minimal involvement as possible. The whole point is that we're mastering these virtues. We're waking up the ascension process. It's not like you're going to to disappear. I mean, it's hard for me to even explain the ascension process to you because the way that they showed it to me, it's like you master these codes at a physical level. These codes are actually corresponding like they're like corresponding star points within your within your body which is also these star points are also very real and encoded within the actual body of the earth which is also encoded into the body of the universe so so it's like it's like a box within a box within a box within a box right and so here you have control at the level of you at the level of how are you mastering these codes? How are you waking up? What parts of you are dormant? What limitations do you have the opportunity to now relinquish, burn up, and expand beyond? And so that's what they were showing me. And they showed they showed me how they were feeding energy into the vertex points of each and every soul. Sometimes they even feed, they, they flush energy through the stargate points, which are connected to the universe to the universes and they're connected to the universe star so so our whole they're in a, like a much bigger expanded version of reality of dimensions and so what they were showing me is that our system is a, like almost like a model in like a small version of what actually exists right so in this model version they will pump in energy specific frequencies of energy that get fed into the universe through those star points, through those specific stargate points that are also corresponding to the earth points, that are also corresponding to the points within your body, that are also corresponding to you astrologically, depending on what your astrology and star points of the star map of your soul was the moment that it incarnated into its current incarnation on earth now so do you see what i'm saying like they are feeding energy that is getting flushed through through the stars through the stargate points to the earth to you to you you the star seed and so your ability to integrate that energy up through your body and through your system is you mastering ascension is you understanding how they're trying to speed up the waking process they want us at full capacity especially the ones that were sent here purposely with the mission of waking others up so you might be undergoing radical shifts in your reality and that is on purpose because you are meant to be on purpose not on on some other bullshit okay you are meant to be on purpose and you are being woken up Whatever it takes to wake you up, that's what they're going to go for. The Lante team is going to be very strong here, and they're going to say, like, you got to do this. Like, you signed up for this. You need to do it. So we're going to pump in as much energy as needed for you to wake the fuck up. So that is exactly what is going on. And if you've been experiencing chaos, that is why. So as we integrate these 
starchy points, these cords, a lot of us might feel sick and we might start to perch. And um, what I felt the next day was actually like nanotech, almost like in my body, just making me feel sick. And I was sick for the day. Like I felt like I needed to lay down. And I either thought maybe it was interference. I mean, I can definitely tell when it's ET stuff that has been pumped into my system because it feels foreign to the body. And they have a lot of nanotech. So that's definitely what was making me sick. So you might be purging. Um, another thing is that uh, we're basically thought forms within the mind of God experiencing the dimensional condition of time here. Okay, so that's what we're doing. We're waking up. We are as the thought forms of this expanded being within the mind of God, experiencing all that there is to experience here, all of the choice points within the conditions of time. And so when I wonder why I'm allowed to see this, um, well, they basically said I'm part of, of, of their team. Um, and they said GT, <laughs> that we were laughing about GT being God's team, but also galactic team, and others get sent into the matrix to wake up the ones that um, that are needed. And they were so freaking loud. I was like, "Why can't you guys be this loud all the time?" And they were like, "We're loud when we need to be, right?" So they wanted me to wake up this person. And now that it's been a couple of days since that has happened, I still haven't been able to deliver the reading to this person because they were busy. And so something else came into play, which I discovered a very unique soul contract that is tied into all of this. And I mean, I guess she's getting woken up too because she's tied to all this so we have all of that going on and uh, basically yes this is kind of like um, people get sent into the matrix to wake up the ones that are needed when it's proper cycle through through this dimensional time matrix has been met so it's almost like I don't want to say it's a jail sentence but there is there is time that exists here and so when the proper cycles of the star seed cycles have been met then a soul may, might exit. So you either reach ascension or you go to the place of rest after you die, um, after you exit this body. So if you manage to to do the ascension thing and um, ascend that way, meaning that you integrated all the codes, you will, all of you in all your lifetimes and the entirety of your being will have a new body on this other dimensional so 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 if you're wondering like the galactic pole the anti-galactic pole whatever okay it's it's a different dimension it's the larger dimension that is outside of this matrix it is outside of this universe it is outside of this construct and so so it is outside of here and so we i mean i don't know directions that well in, in outer space but i know that we're meant to ascend to a different dimensional uh universe like an entirely new universe not just like the 12 dimensions here but like an entirely new universe and so if you manage to integrate all of the virtues, then that's what's going to be happening to you. And you'll have a new body and this new expanded self. And I've seen the bodies, they're giant, like we're pretty small compared to them, it's crazy. And there's lots of different kinds of bodies. <laughs> so it's in a way like this matrix system here on Earth, it's like a system of containment where entities can learn to honor God's divine blueprint god's divine plan like the source creator as they are allowed to explore choosing other options within the time matrix construct within karmic conditional laws which do exist here but they expire so those consequences expire when the being has learned what they came here to learn by playing with that energy by playing with those conditional laws those limitations to their power by playing with those options and seeing that cause and effect. So so in another sense, for most beings, this, this was meant to be like a experimental playground where you, the soul comes to learn the, the value of its free will. 
So I want you to think about what your greatest limit limiter limitation has been on this planet. Like what are the excuses that you're telling yourself about why you can't do your purpose? Okay. Write all of those down and I want you to look at them. We're going to do an exercise with this um, when I upload the worksheet for it. Um, because all of these limiting factors have a solution. And the thing that the guys have always told me is that there is every problem, every curse has a blessing in it. And we're going to find the blessing to whatever it is that has been hurting you or that has been limiting you. There's a story behind it. And the story can be found within your Akashic Records, but you can also remember it yourself. I love doing the meditations for you. And I might do like the bonus sheet because I want you to get the most out of this. Um, again, I want to turn this into a community eventually so that um, everyone can have access to this, but also be within that community and have like a conscious interaction with other people who are doing this. So that's the main goal that I have for us here. Um, again, this is my passion. This is what I do. I basically, I, I found the markers that I needed for certain things within my chart. And it's basically that I am a channel for these energies. And I've always known that, but I, I haven't had that much confirmation. Um, I mean, I have, but it sometimes it takes something external, like a solid chart. God didn't abandon you. God is wherever you go. You abandon the path of your highest timeline when you abandon yourself. And so maybe you look at your chart and it says, oh, hey, you got like, you know, you got all these Scorpio things in, in your sixth house. So that was so confusing for me. Like, you know, it's like, what, am I supposed to be a whore or something? Like, I have to do something? Like, what is Scorpio known for, right? But I guess Scorpio is also really, like, um, intuitive. You dig up the root issues, and I, I am a very good investigator. But I also really like uh, Scorpio-related things. If you look at your zodiac chart, it's where you are in your ascension process. And the way that they showed me some a person's zodiac sign when I was having this ET experience with the GT GT so it's like where the movement left off before it entered the time cycle of 3d human experience again right so you entered back into the time cycle right as you were integrating these things that are now marked in your zodiac horoscope chart but that is not the blueprint of your soul. The blueprint of your soul is found within the Akashic Records, which look at your soul at the moment of its origination, the moment that God Source emitted you, the moment the God Source created you. That's your real soul blueprint. So you might be looking at your zodiac horoscope chart and you can look at it and see things that really confuse you because it's soul level, it's not who you are. It's just where you were at and the energies that you were interacting with before just before you pop back into 3d time and so you want to ask authentically you want to connect back to your soul and say how does this relate to my divine soul blueprint how is this in opposition to who i truly am at soul and a lot of times it may or may not happen for you but you may realize that your north node is more in alignment with your soul as your soul is on a path of trying to um, reconnect to its true self to to become what it came here to be which is an expression of god's source under all circumstances here in this time matrix that we are experiencing right with all of its conditions and karmic laws and rules and so you know look at your north node look at your vertex look at where those are pointing you to and look at what it's asking you to embody and a lot of times our ego is not going to like that but because our ego is most familiar with our south node stuff and 
this does align with some of the Akashic Record readings that I've done and some of the astrological uh, readings that I've done for people. And so it's just fascinating to, for me to make those parallels. I'm a lot more adept at translating energy directly. Um, but it's also, I see the value and the, the very high benefit of having a chart show you because as humans we tend to believe math a little bit more since math doesn't really have filters the way that humans do um but yeah so so alignment isn't your zodiac sign it's just where you are at alignment is actually woven into the fabric of your soul it's what you were before anyone outside of you had any audacity to define it alignment is how the source was inspired to move when she created you into an individuated form using the fabric of god's living light how you inspired her to sing your soul into a fractalized individuated being that's what you're aligning to that's your blueprint soul as an individual from God and so you the you that you were right at that moment is the one that is closest to God and so when you are trying to rejoin source to get back to God to get back to source that is the you that you're aligning to your blueprint soul self which is the closest you were to God before or at the moment when you became an individualized being so you cannot condemn yourself because source is you as all beings of ultimate power create extensions of themselves to hate or to condemn who you are or what you've chosen is to hate god for god is in you and you have to practice having compassion for who you thought you were when you were confused you know like a lot of times we all that's when all of our choices are made that's when all of our karmic stuff comes up when we make choices that are out of alignment because we were confused or we were we allowed someone else to take over our free will and we made bad choices we allowed demons to open up our wounds and get in there and suck our energy out and take over or feed us power or feed us sex or feed us whatever that's not you so just please have compassion for yourself okay have compassion for who you thought yourself to be so this morning while I was writing that poem with God, I said, um, I see you, God. This way, God. Pardon the grass and weeds, God. Sorry I yelled at you, God. What can I do for you, God? Oh, you're here to stay. Hmm. Oh, so you're a mirror in whose depths I must come find myself. Oh, what an invitation. Well, let's sit by this garden pond enjoying the lilies and the lotuses, the birds and the clouds and the trees. And God said, you are a reflection of all you find within my depths. And so while I was having this meditation slash writing poems with God, I, it felt like I was staring at this silver mirror liquid of God's form. And he said, reach within my depths and find all you love. That is alignment. You each have your version of this code, this ability to reach into the mirror that is God, into the reality before you. You are each given the opportunity to reach within the mirror of God and find yourself by finding that which you love. You each have your own vertex of ascension and each must find his own way home. Each must integrate the codes fed into their vertex point. Each choice creates energy patterns fed into the vertex of your ascension column. The integrating of the energy and the karmic ripple effects of every choice point when they are integrated is how you alchemize every karmic root choice point in honor of your sovereignty as a co-creator being in oneness with God.
Then they said to me, We will always honor the Holy One within you, which is why free will is God's choice. Take that and multiply it, folded in quantum leaps upon itself. You have reality as a matrix in which all free will coordinate points can be experienced. That is why dark forces aim for mind control. Free will choices are using God's energy within you to, vo to vote for the next reality experience. And that's why your free will choice is key. And that's why they try to get you to agree to all kinds of things that you're not even exactly aware of. You're not sure what you're agreeing to. So please take note. Your free will carries the key to your experience. Your free will is an extension of God's will through the law of free will choice carried out in human form. That's why violating another's free will choice has extremely negative karmic consequences. The weight of their potential other choices is taken into account when incurring karmic debts within the matrix system. So be very careful of the things that you agree to and what people you delegate all of your choices to. Who are you letting control you? They want you to say yes to their reality so that they don't have that heavy karmic debt. Satanists are so adept at this. They want you to say yes to them so that they can be free of that debt of like being responsible for you. But you and God are inseparable is the main key here. What you choose, God chooses through you. And so when they showed this to me, I realized that I can't be angry at God because that would be going against God's wish of free will. And it would be a way for me to dishonor what someone else has chosen to experience within their reality. From a sovereign place, I decided that I choose freedom for Earth. I choose harmony for the humans, for the animals, for the plants, and for the fungi, for all of life. I choose to help liberate all of the ones that I love. I choose love for all the ones I love in all the lifetimes and all the love I have experienced. I choose to use any pain that I've ever experienced to further my understanding of the human condition and use my sovereign light to help liberate humanity by making more conscious choices to ultimately look up, look in, and choose the God within. I have understood enough pain, scarcity, and muted self-expression. So God, I said, I now choose to grow through pleasure, abundance, and joy. And now I am asking you to choose the one who has seen it all, the one that is you at the end of the spiral road of all of your lifetimes, the one who knows the path to your highest, most joyous timeline. Come stand before this most aware you, the mirror of God, and say, I choose alignment with the original blueprint of my soul as created by God's source. I choose you. Now show me the next step. And blaze up with your heart light in honor of what you would do as one with God for all of the ones that you have loved and that you continue to love through all of your lifetimes even out of time, through the lifetime of your soul, through your awareness as an individuated being experiencing itself through its multidimensional bodies and multidimensional form. Blaze up with the light of your heart and find the things you love. Blaze up and burn that which limits you. Blaze up and burn the fears. Blaze up and rise up and wake up to be at one with God's source, the highest, most expanded version of you. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. 
and any choices that you have made. Stop feeling sorry for others and any choices that they have made and any of the karmic consequences. Honor where they are at compassionately and at the same time honoring their divine will, their divine free will choice. Honor that experience as valid for them. Help them to honor it within their own life and choose to be a being that is also a catalyst of alignment for yourself and for all those who encounter your energy. For all powerful beings encode themselves into all that they create. I invite you to be the powerful being that you are and encode all that you have learned into everything that you make, whether that is art or writing or even math or designing or whatever it is you do. Know that you infuse not only yourself and your blueprint and your codes, whatever, whether they be positive or negative in alignment to your soul. You are a vessel for God's divine energy in this 3D version, in this world of forms, and you are invited specifically to blaze up, wake up, light up to the truth of your own soul and be all that you were meant to be. But specifically for you, Starcy, you are meant to be a lighthouse. Do not be afraid of being consumed. You were made to shine in the darkest of places. And if you were made with God's ability, then you can also survive and overcome it. You volunteered for this. The guardians are blessing you. They are encouraging you. Your galactic team is on your side. Feel it. for joining me on this captivating voyage into the depths of cosmic consciousness. I truly am grateful for each and every one of you who have tuned in and embarked upon this transformative journey with me. I want to extend a heartfelt invitation for you to visit my website, theroniakashik.com, to explore a wealth of resources designed to support your starseed awakening. As a token of my appreciation, I invite you to download a complimentary meditation that will guide you in connecting with your soul origin family. It's a powerful tool to deepen your understanding and strengthen your cosmic bonds. I know how crucial it is for us to have that connection and heartfelt understanding. So remember, fellow starseeds, you are not alone. Embrace the cosmic connections that await you and continue to nurture the profound awakening within. Together, let us ignite the spark of higher consciousness and create ripples of profound transformation in our lives and in the whole world around us. Until our paths cross again, may the stars illuminate your path and may your journey be filled with love, light, and boundless cosmic wisdom. Thank you for joining me, sending you lots of love and cosmic proportion hugs from your star family and the council. 
Stay tuned for your next captivating episode and unleash your cosmic power.